I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Adventure Guys! Adventure Guys! Yeah, Adventure Guys! Adventure Guys! Uh, it's a podcast and now it's time! Now it's time for Adventure Guys! Alright, welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human. And here we are, season three of the podcast. Hey, welcome. Ooh, ooh, hear that's a little hear that the, the sizzling? It's because it's a little hot here. <laughs> a little, little little hot to the touch. Uh, also because we got a sizzling new season coming at you. Like, yeah. This one's gonna be fue, fuego. <laughs> flames. <laughs> Fire if you're uh, the layperson. So there's no functional difference in podcast seasons, and uh, we just kind of decided to start season three. But I think it was a fortuitous decision. This is the beginning of our Brooklyn era, or my Brooklyn era. No, no, the this podcast is... like true double Brooklyn era. Yeah, no, there's a new energy coming, uh, Eric. You had just a monumental week S- since the last time that I saw you. Do you want to talk about any of that? A lot of shit happened. Um, yeah, so we were. Doing the podcast last week, hanging out with your roommate Lucas. Yes, and he mentioned that there might be a way for me to start working at the venue that he works at as a sound engineer, and he was going to tell the production manager there to contact me. Uh, in the meantime, I was getting ready to start a brand new job at Costco, <laughs> handing out free samples. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great wor- job for you. The worst fucking job i've ever had <laughs> oh my so i did this on monday uh for an hour and i just fucking left i just th- this was this okay this was kind of shitty of me but who am i really hurting costco mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck about costco come at me costco i just left the f- whole entire station of like crackers that i was handing out wow just i was i took off all, all the shit i was just like i am piece of the out. apron or whatever um was there an inciting incident or I was like on the edge. I was like about to break down like a crazy walking anxiety. in there. No, just like I was like, okay, this job sucks. Like I get it. It sucks. Whatever. I, every job I've ever had that isn't music sucks. Like and they get me set up and you're like, okay, just like hand out the samples and, you know, you don't have to be a fucking genius to do this job, whatever. Um, but you get the whole outfit happening with the apron and the hat. And of course, you know, wearing a mask and like obviously used to wearing a mask and everything at this point, but I don't usually wear hats. So like wearing a hat with the mask and this apron that covers everything and then these gloves, I felt like very like like I was wrapped up, like I couldn't move, like I was constricted. And the it was such a weird little detail, but the gloves were the worst fucking oh, no. gloves. The uh like these plastic gloves that like Immediately, once your hands in them, like everything starts sweating, and like yeah. they, 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 you, and then you have to replace the gloves. Like each sample, not each individual sample, but like every time you touch something that isn't food, uh-huh. you have to take the gloves off and put new gloves on. So I was there for an hour. I did that maybe ten times, and it was just like impossible. Like I felt like I couldn't use my hands. Like they wouldn't get in the gloves. Like, and I was like freaking out. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck this! I cannot exist like this." Mm. So I just. 
took everything off, just like shoved it on the shelf, and I just walked out. You didn't talk to anyone? No. <laughs> so your supervisor definitely came by like 30 minutes later. Where's Eric? Oh, probably on break. <clears throat> okay, it's been an hour now. Did that guy leave? That, did anyone contact you? Um, I got a phone call yesterday. Did yeah. you have other shifts scheduled this week? I was supposed to work every day, Monday through Friday. And yeah, someone didn't call to check until yesterday. And, <gasps> and they left a voicemail. And they're just like, uh, what's going on? Because like, I got it through a temp agency. And, and the person at the temp agency was like, are you working at this place or, or not? I, you haven't submitted your, your timesheets or anything. So let me know. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I did oh, not. No. <laughs> I hate these people so much. <laughs> the poor temp agency, not Costco at all. Anyway, so you walk out um, <clears throat> with only the prospect of hopefully a dude calls me for a new job. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully he does. Yeah. Uh, so the production manager at Brooklyn Bowl, uh, like a 2,000 capacity venue in Williamsburg, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, he uh, texted me. He's like, hey, can you come in and interview? So I interviewed on Wednesday, and I wasn't expecting to, but he asked me to stay, and I wound up working the show that night, which just happened to be built to spill. <laughs> and so I was assisting with monitors for them and, and you know, just doing general tech stuff and stagehand stuff. Um, yeah, I worked a whole ass show. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah, so now I'm-, I'm And it went well. It went great. It's Okay, so you know- I've been thinking about this, you know, um, the whole like imposter syndrome thing. Yeah. And I always felt like it was a little bit weird to say like, I have imposter syndrome. Right. Cause like the whole, the whole point yeah. of it is like, can you, can, if you say that you have imposter syndrome, then do you actually have it? Yeah. Right. Cause the idea is like, you feel that you're not good at something, even though you actually are. Um, I kind of think like your therapist has to tell you that. Yeah. Like you can't like self diagnose it. Otherwise, like you do think you are good enough, and right, right. <laughs> it's built into it's the like premise a, of being an imposter. Is that everyone tells me I'm good at these things, but I just don't believe it. Right. You can't actually know that you have imposter syndrome unless like someone tells you that. Yeah, you need that, the external. Right. So I don't think I ever had true imposter syndrome like that, but I just think that a professional lifetime, like the last like twelve years or whatever of working these shitty day jobs like and getting paid shit just to like stock shelves at Target or whatever mm-hmm. um and then like working even more hours like in my personal life on music and not getting compensated even as well as I was for stocking shelves at Target yeah like it just makes me it just had subconsciously made me feel like like the work that I was doing in music wasn't valuable at right. least uh, not that I wasn't good at it, but that it was just like maybe it was pointless. Um, right. And I, you know, on a subconscious level. And I only realized that once I'm in like an actual professional environment doing something I've done hundreds of times before, running sound for a show. Yeah. And I'm, it just happens to be at a venue where like, hey, everyone is very pro- professional and I'm getting paid a decent rate. <laughs> and it's like, there's no stress of like having to learn something new and or, or something that maybe I think doesn't matter. Like learning the fucking computer system in like yeah. the target warehouse or something like that. Like why do we have to spend so much time sure. doing this thing that literally does not matter? does not affect anybody. Um, and I'm just doing stuff that I know how to do, plugging this cable into that 
Yeah. Everything felt so natural. And it was like, I know oh, I do this. This actually matters. And it, and I'm getting compensated and people respect me. And like, wow, this is such a refreshing feeling. Like, <laughs> And yet you have, a, you have a, someone who's hiring you and saying, oh, thank you for coming. Like, I needed you. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, I do have skills. And they're... They are appreciated right. here and, and valuable. Oh, dude, that is a beautiful <laughs> feeling. I'm so glad that you got that. And that's Lucas is a great guy. He he's the kind of guy who would who would make that connection. I'm so glad you got that. I mean, just as an outsider for you, it's like, yeah, it's like, dude, you've you've cultivated your skills to an incredibly impressive point. Like you listen to these holophonics records. I've always shown them people. And I'm like, yeah, well, Eric records and mixes and masters them and perform, you know, and, and like writes and people are like, Really? Like, where was this recorded? I was like, in Eric's like house or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and people are like, "What?" Like you've cultivated those skills, so it's really nice to that you've like f- that. There's this avenue here where it's like professionally validated, <laughs> right. and it's like, okay, cool, like because you deserve it. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, it was it was refreshing. It was eye opening. Uh, it was a great experience, and so I'm doing some more work there tomorrow. Then I'll start getting on the schedule uh, pretty regularly as monitors engineer. Nice. And since I'll be in Brooklyn more doing that kind of work, I've got a new music studio in Bushwick that yes. I'm moving into on the 1st of June. And I'm going to get all my shit set up there and hopefully just be able to devote more time to actually making my own music and stuff. That'll be awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. And like, ah, it's great. Yeah, writing old neighborhood that right where I used to live. It's great over there. There's cool stuff. Um, yeah, this is very exciting. So that all happened within the week and it was fortuitous. This is now season three. You, we both live for the first time ever in Fender Guys. We thought living in the same state was good, even though there was like an hour and a half between us. But yeah. now we're like, man, like we could walk to each other and take the subway. We're, we're close. Right? Let's yeah. get a bike and we can get there in like 12 minutes or something. I think, it, I think it's like 18 minutes G to the L. Yeah. Oh, we're neighbors now. This is, this is incredible. <laughs> yes. High five. Yeah. Boom. Uh, dude. Season, so cool. season three, the, the full, Bro- we're going full Brooklyn. Full Brooklyn, baby. We're, we're throwing the chips in <laughs> on the, the North Brooklyn life. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Um, yeah, man. Uh, should we talk Adventure Time? I mean, I had stuff happen this week that was not great. Uh, yeah, let's let's hear some not great shit. Um, we don't have to talk about Adventure Time. Okay. All that. I mean, I love your your week is good. My my week wasn't um, necessarily bad. I had some very fun things happen this week. Um, I saw the Front Bottoms on Friday with Buddy, and it was just a blast. What a special band! And um, I had a friend's birthday. I had some good stuff, but I I um. Knowing season three was starting, I wanted to make some upgrades to the pod space. I think I think we can can we call this my basement like headquarters of Adventure Guys right now? Yeah. So this is Adventure Guys headquarters. Now we're a professional podcast. Um <laughs> very professional. Very professional. And what come what you need, any professional needs to have one specific microphone. It's the only microphone in podcasting, which is the SM7B. Um so uh, we, we, I asked Eric, I was like, I need to get another microphone. He's like, dude, just get an SM7B. If you've watched any of them, if you've watched, like, say, let's let's go down, let's talk about the greatest podcasters of all time. Number one, Joe Rogan, right? What does he use? <laughs> yeah. 
What is what is he is? SM7B. I mean, fuck off. Number two, Ben Shapiro. No, no. I'm just kidding. Does, um, does he use those microphones? Like, if who? I was, if I was sure, Rogan, yeah, and Ben Shapiro, ben Shapiro especially, is um, a real shit bag. Uh, I, if I was sure microphones, I would be like, yo, fuck these guys. Don't use our microphones on your podcast. Um, I, I, I mean, I know that Rogan is using SM7Bs. Um, oh no, he's got some other fucking weird thing. Is that a condenser? All right. Well, no, he's not. Sorry, internet fact checkers. I you can you can come for me. But most everybody is. If you go, if you go, if you type in podcasts on YouTube and you see what people are using this mic, it's like the big black one with the the foamy end. Uh, it's a very famous microphone. It's a dynamic mic. Michael Jackson sang Thriller on it. It's a good mic to have. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm uh, I'm mixing like a nice instrumental mixtape, which I shouldn't mention on air because who the <laughs> fuck knows when that'll be done. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna get new monitors for that. I'm gonna get monitor stands, which you kindly showed me after the pod last week. I got it all done. I called my Sweetwater rep. Shout out Dave Snow, great guy. We talked about it. I asked him about the speaker size and what he thought. Um, so you said it all on the seven inch, yeah, the Yamaha seven inch. Why? <laughs> So we're gonna go this deep on air about about uh, audio gear. Okay, well, I, it's what I currently have. They're basically six inch speakers, which is what I have. You could go five. Five is don't do that. That's so I'm not going five. Eight is like you need eight inch, but they're really big. Like right, here, they'd be here, and like my I can't. I don't want to move my desk out and put the the speakers like further away from me so i think because of my field of hearing being this close to me it feels like i don't need an eight inch speaker right in my fucking face like think about how big that they do they would be like that big yeah so get for, a, for get this a, space get a bigger desk i don't want see that this is like this is the <laughs> life of a musician where you just keep going and going and going um i, I could get a bigger desk i don't really want to I like. I think that I think there's a good vibe going here. That's why I was like, I'll just get seven. Dave Snow didn't think I should, like, eight, probably get the eight inches. He also was like, because I was talking about my space. He was like, well, you should like reorganize your space so it's conducive to getting better mixes. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, fucking. which yeah, everyone's telling you get your shit together, Nick. <laughs> well, I know, but the thing is, is like, my desk here is beautiful, right? Because I've got these windows, so it keeps me from going crazy, like. The play, the best place to do it would probably be be behind me, but then, like back there, right? Um, but then I would go crazy, cause like looking out of uh, a window, like no windows. I I know that this is what you're gonna do, but like if I have the choice of, as I'm working, having sunlight come in, it just like helps my brain. So that's why I'm I settled here. Yeah, no, this honestly because this room is L shaped. Yeah, either wall is probably. Exactly the same. Yeah, but yeah. you sh you should widen your and move back a little bit. Yeah, I know. I just don't want. I like this. This feels correct. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think I should? What What do you think I should do? Move this away and then put the eight inch speakers behind the desk. Yeah, you could do that. Um, you should just get a six foot table. Six foot desk. Yeah. What? Oh, you mean this way? <clears throat> no, lengthwise. Lengthwise. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, 
I'll, I'll look into this after. Because this table seems a little shallow. Your standard, like, six, six foot length usually is 30 inches width. This seems a little shorter than 30. All right. Well, uh, six foot. All right. Well, look, I, I, we'll keep going on this. And uh, maybe I should, like, Instagram a, a photo of my current desk <laughs> so people can be like, ah, I see now. Um, yeah, if you have... Feng Shui recommendations for Nick. Send them over to. This did you the, see the mail at gmail.com? I've just got so much. Like it's all together. Like it's all here. And I so I'm like, fuck. I don't want to like do all this again. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I ordered this stuff. I felt good about my purchase until this very second. Uh, but I. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but it was expensive. You know, it was like a fifteen hundred thing dollar order. And uh, <clears throat> either I wasn't home, my intercom's broken. Something. I don't know. FedEx was being irresponsible. They left, it was in three different boxes. I mean, those monitors are not like uh, light, you know? And they left it there in like my lobby, sort of like outside my front door, just completely unattended. Um, and Lucas, my roommate, after mentioned, came home and was like, hey, dude, like you got a box upstairs. And I was like, it's pretty big. He's like, yeah, it's huge. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I go upstairs and I'm like, Oh, there's no box here anymore. And that means like it was stolen like right then. Um, so then I was like, oh shit. So I like go outside. I'm like looking around. I see no worthy culprits. I like start going around my blocks, like looking for anything. Like is anyone carrying something? Um, a slow moving car, a cart, like what? Like I, I, I'm like, this, it feels so weird. Like I'm like, is someone following the FedEx truck? watching them drop it off and then do it. But the thing was, it was stolen reportedly like two hours or an hour and a half after it, FedEx claims it was delivered. So I don't know. So I called Sweetwater and any other f fellow musician, audio people. Now, Sweetwater prides themselves on good customer service, right? They're following up with you on text calls. There's <laughs> memes about this yeah. email. Like, how, hey man, how's that uh, Mike Gable treating you? <laughs> uh, all that kind of stuff. Like, So I'm like, okay, here, this is where Sweetwater comes through like this is where they we put it to the test right like i need you now dave my sales <laughs> rep uh this, this is moment this is moment to shine like this is when i really need you um i know we disagreed about the monitor size or whatever but like they're gone okay um <clears throat> if he had said you know what if you had gotten the eight inches uh they just would have been too heavy for someone to run away with them uh, yeah <laughs> imagine if he said that um <laughs> so um I talked to I couldn't get a hold of Dave but I got a hold of a customer service person and they were like no they're like we're going to we're going to they like were it, to their credit they're like we're going to contact FedEx we'll likely have to file a police report and I'm like oh so you'll be able to take care of that yeah 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 and we'll make sure like so I was like well I have to pay for this or like what they're like no 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 we'll we'll be able to figure it out which I was like god bless you <laughs> Um, there is, they told me FedEx said that I signed for the package, which is total bullshit. Um, um, which I can't believe. Lazy FedEx guy. Yeah. Led to just complete theft. That's like, um, what's the, the Bond the Music Industry song? Well, here's our Jeffrens. Yeah. Jeffrens. Uh, Sometimes doesn't even leave a slip. He's such a dick. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, um, it's on a campaign for a better weekend. Yeah. 
Slippy such a dick. Yeah. I know. They really, this is like a time, usually when they leave that slip, I'm like, why didn't they just leave the goddamn package? I don't want to have to deal. But this is one where I'm like, they really should have not done that. Like, especially when it's like, it's like clearly this is a big, like three boxes. They're very big. I don't know. Because you didn't want to bring them back to the truck. Yeah. Definitely it. So, don't have the new fancy microphone for you, Eric, but luckily you brought your own. Yeah, well, so the, the weird thing about the SM7B is they don't travel well. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a case for them, because yeah. like, it's such an awkward well, shape. And also, they're really quiet, so you need this like external little preamp thing called a cloud lifter. I found that the Apollo has plenty of gain. Okay. Um, you don't actually need that. I got one, a cloud lifter. Well, this is why I was thinking about getting an RE20. Which is another broadcast mic dynamic. It's like what a lot of people mm-hmm. think. I did um, read though that like the proximity effect is doesn't isn't really on the RE twenty. And I was like, well, if you're podcasting, you kind of want that. Yeah. You want to be able to get up on the mic and like hear the nice low end and on their voice. Like that's kind of what you're after. So I was like, all right, that's what sold me on it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I haven't been bringing my SM7B because yeah. it's I don't have the travel case for it because it's huge. It's it's such an awkward mic to bring around. Yeah, but maybe I'll get that case. Huh. Maybe I maybe I could get one of the, the fucking clamp-on things for the desk. I have one of those. Is it cool? Uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm thinking about using that for my live setup. So one of the things I ho- hope I can really hammer out once I move into this new music studio um, is my solo shows that I'll be doing with Ableton. Um, I'm not going to do solo acoustic anymore because Mm. I did that for years and, you know, it's kind of just, you know, a guy with an acoustic guitar. Everyone's seen it. It doesn't matter what the songs are, if they're good or not. It's just a guy with an acoustic guitar. You got to be so good in order for that to. Yeah. Or people have to know you already from doing full band music. Full band stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm working on my live set with Ableton, which I did a little bit of uh, over the pandemic with some live streaming. Um, and since it requires like a desk with the computer and like MIDI controllers and stuff, um, I think it's going to be actually easier to have one of those clamp, like swinging microphone stands to like, it like, if I'm just doing like MIDI stuff at the desk, then I can just like swing it away working. and have it not be in my, That's in cool. my face. <clears throat> you can bring that over here. I mean, I do think at some point we should like try filming the podcast for like one episode just as an experiment. Yeah. And then we'll have our SM7Bs and everyone will be like, oh, okay, so this is a legit podcast. We, I mean, we could live stream an episode. We could. That would be fun. And record it. Yeah. And it'll be live stream recorded, then we can upload it to YouTube. A lot of podcasts, they, they live stream them, and then they put them up audio only afterwards. We could just do that probably really easily. Yeah, I mean, we are professionals now. We're in season three. <laughs> With our microphones. <laughs> I mean, my almost professional, one inch away from professional speakers. Um <clears throat> Well, maybe this is a sign. Maybe since my stuff got stolen, I can go get the eight inchers. I just <laughs> what? It's, it's the universe telling you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I gotta consult Sean. 
that's so like conceited to think that like divine intervention is what was required <laughs> for your your speaker purchase. <laughs> God yeah. himself was like, holy shit, no, 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 no. Nick's we he needs to have better low end representation in his mixes for his like instrumental uh mixtape he's making. So I'm gonna step in here. I will say theft of this nature of like fifteen hundred dollars sounds um stressful, right? I have not felt one ounce of stress about it. Because I've just I've just been operating under I'm like Sweetwater's got me. I'm like, nah, nah I'll figure it out. Like I literally haven't worried for even a second. Yeah. Yeah, one time I had a guitar or, shipped to me. FedEx. I'm like, someone, these are big corporations. They fucked up. So I'm cursing a lot today. Hey, that's all right. Lots of F we're, we're professionals. We're allowed to. <laughs> okay. Uh, one time I had a guitar shipped to me from Reverend, and I had like the, this was with UPS, and I had the delivery window and everything, and I was waiting for it. And I I was waiting and waiting and waiting. I was like, oh, okay, I'm really hungry. I just take 15 minutes to go get Taco Bell. It'll be okay. So while I'm at Taco Bell, I get the like the notification that it was delivered. I'm like, God damn it. I'm just fucking missed it. So like I I uh drive back uh you know with the Taco Bell, just like ready to open up my new guitar, and it's it's not there. And I was From- I was I was like, what did someone steal like it was dark out? Like, did someone steal this at like eight o'clock at night like this was like a late delivery for ups like what happened and uh like it said it was delivered and everything so i'm I'm walking all along my neighborhood like did they put it at the wrong house i did like two laps of the block and then i went down another block i was like there's no way it could be down here and there's a fucking guitar box sitting on my neighbor's porch like two blocks away i'm like it was it was like forty five minutes of like walking through my my neighborhood, like trying to like have with Taco Bell ready to eat. Yeah. Now, but I found it. Thank God it it, it existed. Do you, do you think they just misdelivered it? It wasn't like somebody took it, right? Yeah. No, they just dropped it off at the wrong house. So that's good. I I guess what I would say is is though I wouldn't classify that as divine intervention because I do not believe. God would get in between man and his Taco Bell like that. (laughs) No one, he does not want cold Taco Bell to be consumed. Not on this earth. Not, it's not as, it's not as he intended. I know God could be a woman, but I'm, I think it's better for the bit to keep referring to him as him because it makes me seem more serious about the concept of God. (laughs) I just want to be clear about where I stand, listener. Um, Genderless, really, God probably is. (laughs) Um, <clears throat> well, I'm glad you got the guitar. I will get my things. Um, yeah. yeah. In, in the meantime, I'm um, I'm getting ready to go see Turnstile tonight. I'm very excited. Famous, ta- famous normie band. Turnstile. They're not normie band. <laughs> you think they are? No, but sort of. Because <laughs> they've just gotten that popular. I uh, I, I didn't think of them as a normie band until Trust Fund Ozu said they were a normie band. Mm-hmm. Who she 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 likes them. They were on her like year end list, uh, like like number five album of twenty twenty one or something. I mean, they've done the thing that only happens like a couple times. That happens like a couple times in a generation where it's like a true underground punk band, like ascends and makes something 
that people outside of the genre community or scene or even people who admire it or pay attention to it all of a sudden start liking. Like it only happens every once in a while. Like cause they, that band like literally was doing DIY tours and this stuff um, and to- been around for like a decade. And and then they like kept ascending. They signed to Roadrunner Records, um, um, who I know their whole team. I work with them. And it was just, they all come from like, you know, punk and metal and hardcore backgrounds and stuff. We're like, we love this band. And, um, and they did it. And then they like made two records and this new record is, is really good. We talked about it when it came out right on the podcast. Like, yeah, it's cool as shit. And it's a really good record, but like, it's interesting to me that it's speaking so heavily to people outside of the, that are pay attention to the community. Like I have friends who are like, I don't really like hardcore and I don't, pay attention to punk but i love the turnstile record it's like it's transcending like i was saying before i'm like they're having their like at the drive-in moment where it's like at the drive-in famously you know doing everything and then they ascend and like they're being they're opening for rage against the machine and spins calling them the next nirvana and the bc boys are like let's take them on tour and i'm signing them to my label and all that shit which so it's like and then yeah people who don't even pay attention to punk are like oh yeah i like that band like so it's cool I don't, I wouldn't, still wouldn't classify him normie. I mean, <laughs> one thing I will say about the band, a couple people have, have talked about it. Uh, ever since the first time I heard about the band, someone compared them. They said, there's a little bit of 311 in that sound. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, the first song off of Nonstop Feeling, the first album. I did not even place that, but there is. It actually sounds kind of like 311. Um <laughs> <clears throat> And for yeah, and um, actually, you know, it's funny. I I can yeah. Gravity. Should we should we use the three eleven version of our theme song for this episode? Here, wait, wait, can I? All right, this song's good. This is the first song, of the first record. Oh yeah. <laughs> Now that's the first song, "Gravity" off nonstop. It fucking rules. I I, I think it, <laughs> yes. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's but <laughs> but a little bit of three eleven in there. Um, also, um, <clears throat> I did see that um, Cedric. I compared them to um, at the drive-in. Cedric did not name them, but said, "I hear all of you about the great new like this new punk band." He goes, "But for me, honestly, it might be my generation, but." I just can't handle that much direct or indirect new metal influence in my hardcore. <laughs> he said something like that. And then you hear it and you're like, there is a little bit of new metal in there. Um, Man, 311. It, someone, it, no, no, 311 is a great band. Yeah. 311 is a great band. Yeah. I n- it never hit for me, but like, I get it. Um, <laughs> So we're, yeah, so we're gonna use the three eleven yeah version. I mean, our... you got to get the mileage out of it where you can. <laughs> yeah. um, we we missed three eleven day this year because I was on tour with Crazy in the Brains. I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so happy belated three eleven day, everyone. There it is for you. Um, yeah, it's fine. But but anyway, I'm excited for the show, and I've got my coolest fit on. Did you see? <laughs> I literally was like, okay, I'm gonna turnstile i gotta like fucking dress cool i wish what? i had what shirt what i wish ca- i had a, one of those bags like a the fanny pack that goes over your shoulder like if i had that yeah. that would really be turnstile uh fashion for me this is this is this is like basically like a fleece 
shirt. Like it's like eighty degrees out, and you're wearing fleece. Yeah, but it's a short sleeve button down, <laughs> made out of fleece. Um, maybe I, maybe this could go on the grand like Nick's turnstile fit. You'll hear more about this on the next the next app. Um, and why well, <laughs> this? I got my new pants from a um, from Rivka. These are the Spankies. I love skateboarding. We ever have we really talked about how much I love skateboarding on this podcast. That's uh, a that's a thing I, I I love and I consume a lot. Like on Instagram, I watch every night before I've been going to bed. I've been watching skateboarding videos on YouTube, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and like the epically later documentaries and Thrasher docs. And have you watched the Tony Hawk one? I did. I want to watch it. I listened to his interview on uh, Mark Marin a couple weeks ago. Nice. So Turnstile is very plugged into the skate world. Um, Are they? Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. Because I always associated the ska and punk worlds with the skate world, but it's moved away from that over the last couple of decades in a way that I kind of wasn't plugged into. Mm-hmm. And I think it just really hit home in a terrible way when we were on tour one time and we were in Portland. Oh yeah. 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 Like the, the famous uh, skate park that was in Burnside. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first time we ever played Portland, we like we got to go to the fucking skate park. Yeah, it's in Tony Hawk <clears> One, <throat> so everyone can knows what it is. Yeah, um, and they were kids skating, and you know we we're talking to them like, hey, you know we're playing a ska show at uh, Slab Town, which was <laughs> a spot that was featured on Portlandia. So I was like so stoked about being in Portland at this yeah. time, like Burnside and playing Slab Town, and uh, and this kid was like, ska, like what do you what's ska? I was like, oh no. Yeah. You're skateboarding. And you yeah. don't you've never even heard the fucking word ska? Yeah. Like <clears throat> how? They I mean they just listen to hip hop. Yeah. I know well, that's every young person in America. I know. It's just yeah. in hip hop. But Turnstile is very in skateboarding. So they have um on the last record, um they had time and space for one of the songs. They had Ty Evans, I believe, direct a music video. Um who's a, like a really famous skateboard um, um, director. He famously did the girl. Yeah. Right. Video from the early two thousands. Um, if you're a skatehead, you definitely saw the video, um, you know, with Owen Wilson in it and the slow-mo and the, the green decks. And then like all, all their photos have been taken by Atiba Jefferson. Who's like one of the most famous skate photographers to the dudes in the band skate. Um, they've been on you can go on youtube and watch skate um most cool though is um is like atiba posted a few weeks ago it was atiba who's already like really cool skate um and then taking photos of a skate session between um turnstile and tim robinson because tim (laughs) robinson's a a skater really yeah and he's pretty good (laughs) yeah well, I want to see him skate. Yeah, he's really good, and uh, he skates a lot with Whitmer Thomas. Who have you ever, have you talked about him? I don't think so. He's a comedian. Uh, he's great. Um, and Whitmer Thomas is also friends with Kevin Spanky Long, who these pants are, and those guys are all friends with Chris Farron too in L.A. And uh, it's like this. I've learned through Instagram, uh, but uh, what's cool? Yeah, so they're tapped into it, and I mean they're cool and fashionable, and um, skating always paves the way for new fashion, I think. 
So as I was like, okay, skinny jeans are kind of leaving a little bit right now. I was like, I got to get some more of the straight leg, either work pants from like Dickies or something. And I found these from Rivka and they, they fit me pretty well. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm looking, I'm trying to look fresh for the turnstile gig. Um, you don't look like a skater though. No, why? <laughs> well, I don't necessarily have the frame of a skater. I need to drop a couple LBs, I think, uh, um, to, to hit peak skate fashion. Um, what, what about me is not skater to you? Well, you're wearing a Joyce Manor t-shirt. Yeah. Well, that's a pop punk band. Yeah, but are they listening to Joyce Manor? I don't know. I don't, these colors, though, I was thinking about it. I was like, this is like kind of turnstile. It's like very 90s uh, t-shirt. If turnstile can get skaters to listen to that kind of music, that would be great. Yeah. Like, I would love to see... Because, right, like the org core scene, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Come on, those those guys in their forties, they used to skate. They used to skate. <laughs> Everyone did, yeah. I, uh, you know, I was I was just talking to um, the tour manager for Built to Spill at, <laughs> at Brooklyn Bowl last week because uh, they're from Boise, Idaho. Yeah. And one of the last shows the Holophonics played before the pandemic was in Boise. Oh wow! And I was like, you know, I can't remember the name of the bar. And he was like listing off like like venues in Boise. I was like, no, you know, oh, there was a skate ramp in the venue. And it's this spot called the Shredder. And like, yeah, like this awesome bar venue in Boise that has a fucking like little skate park in, mm-hmm. in the venue. Um, and it's just like a regular ass bar where like there's ramps and stuff. And there weren't a lot of people skating while we were playing, but there there were some. Nice. I want to see more of that. Yeah, I think it'll come back. <laughs> I think if you watch the Tony Hawk documentary, they talk about it extensively in there, how skating has like moved in waves of popularity. Like since the seventies. Like it's become it's gone it's gone up and down a few times. Tony Hawk literally like was completely bankrupt in the early nineties. Yeah. Um and they like so they go through it. Um it, it could be coming back around now. I mean, you know, who knows what, what music will be associated with it now just because like but a band like Turnstile where it's like you need like a young, cool as fuck band to wave the flag, I think. Uh <laughs> Turnstile are cool as fuck. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> So I'll be fine. I'll post my fit online. Um, <laughs> here, Eric, will you take a photo of me on um, while we're on the air, and I'll post it to the story right now. Here we go. Should I'm gonna this is the interactive portion. Yeah, the interactive. Okay, I'm gonna stand up. I gotta make a cool pose. <laughs> Dude, stand up. Get a better angle of me. I don't have my better angle. Come from up top. Yeah. Well, whatever you think looks cool. Like, what what would be good on a dating profile? Um, here, no, no, no. Go back a little bit and kind of get me more. Give me more. Sh- let's try a straight on one. Yeah. <laughs> What's with the fucking face? Dude. <laughs> it's because I'm modeling. Right? That's like, what did we learn from Zoolander and shit? Oh, I should show you some of the. Um... Shots from uh, the Holophonics photo shoot we did a couple oh, weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to post them on my Patreon like in a couple days once I go through them a little bit more. Um, they, they're not going to be public for like months and months and months, but that's why my Patreon is there. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Okay, I'm posting this right now. We look like the fucking Backstreet Boys. <laughs> in a good way? Yeah, I'll tease that. Is it fun listening to us on a podcast? Be on social media. 
Um, I'm trying to find the. I'm gonna post it with the emoji where it's like the finger with the uh, like the nails, because that's how I feel. Um. Um, dude. All right, I gotta get ready for the fucking turnstile show. So let's start talking about uh, <laughs> uh this. Episode discussion. All right, so for the Adventure Guys season three premiere, we watched season four, episode one. Yeah, hot to the touch, right? Hot to touch. Hot, hot to the touch. Right. Hot, hot, hot. Born, With- born hot to the touch. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, <laughs> I mean, we have so much to talk about in this week's app. It's the season three premiere for all. I have the cup. There it is. Chris Farron's The Cup. If you need to know more, go view his uh, his Twitter. His anything. His anything. <laughs> He's been talking a lot about um, The Cup. Um, yeah. I have been listening to the most recent ep of Back to the Island. They're talking about The Batman. The Batman. I haven't finished it. I can't wait to, to listen to it. Um, yeah, so this is a Flame Princess ep, which we've only done one or two of i don't know if we've i don't believe we i have to go look now because we're on episode 80 but i have to go look i don't think we've done a ton of season four if my memory recalls uh yeah i don't know this is a direct continuation of the season three finale incendium which we did for our jeff rosenstock special episode um in fact the opening scene of Hot to the Touch is the final scene of Incendium. I don't know if they redid it or they just reused it. I guess it's... Oh, yeah. Good point. I guess it's one of those things where it's at the end of the uh, last season you start with the... For the next season you start with the last scene. Like, yeah. Kind of classic. Um, <laughs> I mean, that kind of thing doesn't happen in like cartoons like this all no. that much. Where it, I guess it sort of ended on a cliffhanger so that they pick it up exactly where it left off. That usually... It, is not the case for Adventure Time season premieres. No, um, it's not. Uh, very cool they did it though, and it leads like right into a whole new arc for Finn, which they must have been uh, really excited to explore. Where it's like, okay, we're finally done with this Finn and Princess Bubblegum stuff. We've talked about that on the episode where it's like, it's yeah. just not very fun in the early um, seasons. It's yeah, it's it was such a trope that just seemed yeah. like. This is what they're supposed to do on a cartoon so with princesses and yeah. the heroes. And-, and and it seemed like, you know, probably something that made sense on paper when they were developing the show. But it's like Princess Bubblegum gets to just go to such more interesting places once it's over. And then so does Finn. Um, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like I'm I'm glad that everyone involved with the show had the guts to really go and do that this early in the show, like after three seasons of it, like do, because like, I feel like a lesser show would have just kept that going, um, for the whole show. So it's really cool that they, they dropped it. Yeah. I'm looking here. Uh, there were less than two months in between the season three finale and the season four premiere. Um, so it's not, it's not I, I I mean there are breaks in the middle of seasons longer yeah. than that sometimes. Yeah. Um so they are moving pretty quickly and like I'm 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 glad that the Finn PB thing is is over at this point. Yeah. Although like the Flame Princess arc is still weird and uncomfortable and Finn is I mean 
I like it because it's kind of real. Like when you're four, he's like 14 or whatever, like, and you're going through this stuff. You don't know how to act. We've talked, we talked about this on another one, like making your character unlikable and do bad things and uncomfortable things is, you know, kind of unconventional and hard to do. But I think very true and necessary when you're talking, dealing with a show that deals with adolescence because yeah, kids do bad things and they find themselves in emotional situations. They are not yet equipped to deal with. And that's how they learn. They make these mistakes all over the place. And, uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's gnarly sometimes. Like you ever have one of those, do you ever have those like, um, memories come back from like that time of your life? And you're like, I did that. Or, I said that or like, I can't believe this kid in my class said that to somebody else in my class. Like, it's gnarly, right? I think he was, uh, is it John Mulaney? Somebody has a bit about like eighth graders just being the scariest people on the planet. <laughs> um, so anyway, so they get into it and and um, Flame Princess slaps Finn, leaving a burn mark and leaves the treehouse. And Finn's immediately like, I have a crush. And Jake is just like, no, 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 no. Let's, <laughs> let's not do this. This is all kind of Jake's fault, too, because yeah. he's the one that went searching for a new object of Finn's affection. Yeah, to take his mind off Princess Bubblegum because he's being all weird and whiny about it. Um, and he's like, no, I won't help it. Um, there's, you know, there's some, like, really great patter between the two of them. He's like, get, get, don't say that. You have a dirty mouth. Like, don't badmouth her. And he, like... <laughs> roots around his mouth he's like oh yeah it is kind of dirty and then which is funny um he gets he gets, he's like hey come on i have to like go find her help me help me and jake's like i don't know man and then uh having really f- fun with the with the stretchy powers he like starts like kneading jake like dough and stretching him come on man come on man come on man come on man and making him bigger and bigger until he's finally just like okay and he's just this big weird blob it's it's great. They just keep finding new ways to make Jake's stretchy powers interesting. Yeah. There's always like a new twist on it. There's always they always do something different. That that might be the only time you see Finn like manually shape Jake's stretchy body like that. Yeah, and it was it says so like it's really fun. It got, I was like, okay, this is like a fun start to the ep. And he's like, okay, so then the next thing they're gonna do is they're gonna go find her. And we get the awesome. I just love when they do this, where Jake gets really big and he's walking <laughs> through the forest, and like each step is just covering like hundreds of yards of land. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, it's it, it's silly because this is always available as yeah. as like a method of transportation, and yet they hardly ever utilize it. Yeah. Um, and he's going and then they, f- they come across a, a bird or a hawk on fire and he's like, Hey, like, and they're like, Hey, is that on fire? He's like, Hey, like, don't judge me, man. Like I'm only on fire cause of that fire chick down there or whatever. Right. Okay. Cause they're like, wait, is that bird smoking? Oh yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's down and, uh, flame princess is down near like a little pond in the middle of the forest. Kind of like experimenting with her fire powers, seeing like what's what. Yeah. So she was just imprisoned for an unknown amount of time by her father. And so she's kind of out on her own for the first time. And this is a little bit of that hero origin story on beginning to understand their powers and, and getting a feel for like what they can actually do. And she doesn't seem to understand water. No. 
uh, and she realizes. Well, she obviously being in Flame Kingdom, she would never have seen water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like doesn't even know because it shouldn't be there. So yeah, she like dips her hand in a pond and it hurts. It hurts, and that's kind of like the thing is like she like the fire that she's causing is an extension of herself. Yeah, even the fire like so so she lights a bunch of like flowers down and grass on fire, and when Finn tries to put it out, it hurts her. Yeah. Even though it's not directly connected to her anymore. Yeah. So I, I, eventually she figures out how to get this under control, I guess, in subsequent episodes. But yeah, this is like a very visceral sort of she doesn't understand everything. And like when the fire gets put out, it's physical pain. So like they're trying to, f- of course, now if she gets near Finn, that causes Finn physical pain. So like they're they're kind of going back and forth, just hurting each other. Yeah. <laughs> like. This is not starting out great. Yeah, and she's already... I forget how exactly... How does it end in the la- in the third season? Because she's like been wronged by Finn in her mind because Jake misrepresented Finn to the Flying Kingdom. Like, he was there pretending to be Finn in the Flame Kingdom or... And then, like, yeah. rescinded the offer when they found out that Flame King is, like, wild or something. I don't remember exactly what... Yeah. What it was. It was something like that. So, so he already like has already like quote like disrespected Flame Princess because she was excited to meet Finn. Like, oh, there's a, a guy that likes me. And then Jake was like, holy shit, these Flame people are insane. So I'm <laughs> ba- bailing on this whole idea. Like, oh, never mind. I don't like her. I come out of here. And that really set her off, um, and which led to all this. So yeah. Um, but but Finn's watching her from behind these bushes, which is already a little creepy, and is like just enamored by her. And he's like. Dude, she's like Jake's like she's lighting flowers on fire, and and Finn's just like she is as beautiful as a flower, and like he's got the big old like watery eyes and everything, um, and it's funny. There's there's a couple really weird shots of Finn. Finn looks Finn has some of his weirdest poses in this episode. Yeah. There's like a there's like a like a a side view of Finn where he's like got a lot of like weird teeth in his. I mean, because obviously that's inconsistent whenever he has like teeth in his mouth or not. And there's like a lot of teeth. I noticed it, it just looks so awkward. And a lot. Yeah, he's like staring at Flame Princess and um, being super creepy. And like the teeth just make him look even more creepy. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> he, it's creepy. And then he goes and like talks to her and he says like some nice things about her. She's feeling good about it and then she's like no you, you i don't like you. you you know you already wronged me so she's like i'm out of here and she, and she says i'm like you know is that why you're following me so you can like hurt me more he's like well i i, I guess i'm following you I, I just i wanted to just talk to you i was just trying to find you and uh and she's like i'm out of here like sets a bunch of fire and then goes and he goes ha now now i'm uh now i'm chasing you now i'm chasing you because <laughs> he's like running after he's like i just want to talk to you and it's like oh man that's see that's where you're getting into that kind of cringy eighth grader territory you know where he's like um (laughs) trying to be nice trying to talk but it's like getting a little weird um and she's like yeah kind of leave me alone um which is understandable and maybe he should at this point leave her alone yeah so she eventually basically says fuck off and goes to create her own fire kingdom is what she wants to do because I guess she's been cast out of the regular flame kingdom. 
Yeah. Uh, and so she sees the goblin kingdom nearby. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah, we'll just we'll just burn that shit up and make that the new fire kingdom. Um, Which is insane. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, there's like there's a lot of goblins in there. Like you can't kill them. It's people. And uh, Finn and Jake try to like stop her, but it just gets worse. They, they like really and by trying by Finn continuing to try to talk to her and write the situation just makes it worse and like leads to uh, you know a massacre almost yeah Um, so they're like we got to regroup jake convinces finn to not do like the like the crushing boyfriend thing and do the hero thing instead yes and this is where like the episode turns a little bit yeah and he's like okay like do you want like do you care about some girl that you don't even know or do you want or are you gonna be a hero like and save people goes, oh, i'll be a hero <laughs> um he's like cool so then let's go back to the treehouse and make flame retardant suits <laughs> naturally yeah which i'm like this seems more timely than going to do an invention like it's like she's walking like because goblin kingdom is in seeing distance like it could should only take her like 10 minutes 15 minutes to walk there right this is like an urgent situation. And it's going to take them um, at least hours to build this suit. <laughs> but luckily I think it moves faster because they go to the treehouse and they're like in the garage area. Oh, I think it's like the, the downstairs, the, their treasure oh, room. Right. And, uh, and as they're going there looking for stuff, they find Nectar. Nectar. This is Nectar's second appearance. Uh, ever? Ever is what I saw. It's Holy shit. Like from when he was introduced uh, until now, he was missing in a game of hide and seek that the other players forgot about. He was just hiding for 15 months, all alone. Everyone it's, forgot about Nectar. It's it's insane, and like it's it's kind of welcome to see him because you've forgotten about him at this point. Right, everyone forgets about everyone shits on Nectar. Like Nectar is actually like a pretty funny character. Yeah, and in this episode, this is like the most Nectar we've gotten this is some of the most number you get and it's actually great they use andy milanakis <laughs> as the voice yeah. and they find him and that they he's like in the midst of a like how is it? it's like years long uh hide and go seek where he's just been hiding probably since the last time we saw him and they forgot but they're like we have to go along with it and uh and then eventually they're like all right now it's your time to hide like I'm going to count to 100. He goes, no, Neptor, we need to build these flame turn suits. He's like, Are you, will you help us? He's like, you can't tell, but I'm I'm giving you a thumbs up. And he starts, <laughs> he's, this is where he starts saying stuff to them like, master, and like, I will serve you, master. And like, yes, okay. And then eventually he's like calling him father, yeah. uh, Finn. Creator. Creator. Yeah. I'm here to serve you, all this stuff. And they're like, okay, well, we need to build this. He's like, okay, I will, I will do this. And then they go into the montage where they're building the suits. And it seems that Neptor is really capable yeah, and he's he's building like some crazy Iron Man suit all the while he's rapping, yeah. and it's like one of the better raps that happens in this show. And there's actually like a lot of bad raps that happen in Adventure Time. Yeah. This is a good one. Good one, and he's like welding, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is really fun to watch. And then he makes these suits that not only are they flame retardant, but they can fly. And <laughs> yeah. they're and Finn gets one, and Jake is in and. Finn gets one. Jake's in one. Finn's in another one. And Finn's head is inside of Nectar. And he's like, creator, you and I have fused as one. <laughs> like where he's like really stoked about it. And then he's like, okay, let's go. Um, and they fly. And then there's like other powers built into it. Like it can shoot flame retardant ooze like that puts it out and is apparently edible. And like, <laughs> and like there's like all sorts of capabilities built into these. And it's like, okay, N- Nectar 
is a little needy. He's a little overbearing. Uh, but it seems like they could use him <laughs> yeah. a bunch. Yeah, he's... Uh, Neptune's a great character, but the other characters in the show don't like him. Um, it's... it's kind of, He's kind of like the uh, the Toby of the Office. Yeah, <laughs> what I think a great what they should have done with Nectar is is like this is I think Nectar should go team up with LSP because both of them are extremely needy. They need to be told. I think that Nectar if if Nectar thought LSP was creator, it would give. Uh, LSP the attention that LSP needed and then LSP would then feed it back to Nectar and they'd be a good it'd be sort of like a Flame Princess cinnamon bun thing but like yeah and then imagine like I feel like it'd be really fun because LSP would then be less needy but then also have Nectar at her disposal and I bet could like do a bunch of crazy shit with Nectar <laughs> and like build things and like yeah that's a really great combo idea I don't think we get it ever in the series except for maybe one episode we'll put a pin in it until we get to that who, who knows when it might be I, there, there's an episode I, I forget what it is there's like a like they put together a weird team of characters that you don't normally see yeah. together it's like Ice King Lemon Grab Neptor and LSP and I, Tree Trunks might be in that episode too Um. And I don't I, re- remember what the LSP Neptune is. It's late in the are. it's late in the run, right? It's like yeah, the show. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see that episode. <laughs> I, I I know that one. I've seen that. Oh man, we just did two tree chunks. I forgot about tree chunks. I already was happy to hear about her again. Um, <laughs> um, I need some tree trunks art in in this in the, in the HQ here. <laughs> tree trunks tattoo. Tree trunks tattoo. That would be too crazy. <laughs> Still got to get the cube. The cube. Are you going to get an Adventure Time tattoo? I will. Yeah. Play the, the cube theme song. There's no cube theme song. There is a cube theme song. You made one? Yeah. Oh, my God. The cube. Unravel the mystery. It's a conspiracy. It's the cube. The cube. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get an Adventure Time tattoo as soon as I make enough money. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in a weird position to like have a have a job and make money for the first time ever. I mean, I definitely won't not be poor, but I'll be like the level of poor that would seem like being comfortable to me. <laughs> that's that's all I'm- all the boy can ask for, huh? Yeah, it's like being poor and able to get tattoos. Like that's that's a level of luxury that I haven't lived in like ten years. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck it, dude. love it. It makes me so happy. Um, all right, let's get back on track. Um, I, I, I I'm very happy about that. That is more important than this, but we are also in the so they go back with the the suits and Flame Princess is in Goblin Kingdom and is I, I wrote down in my notes just the word genocide. Yeah, she's genociding the goblins. <laughs> yeah, this is where all the goblins in the world are in I, one place, and it, she's killing all of them. And she goes there, and she goes, yeah, the, the redecorating is going well, but it could use more fire, which is like a cute thing to say. But then, like, everyone's screaming and running for their lives. It's unclear whether she understands what she's doing or I not. Don't, I think later we find out she doesn't really understand. Yeah. Because she's only ever been around other fire people, so you could probably shoot fire liberally, and it's not going to hurt them. Right. Yeah, it, 
I mean, unless she like really is truly like sociopathically apathetic about everything. Yeah. I I think it could probably be a mix of both. It's like she, it seems like she understands like she's inconveniencing people in a way that's like being shitty, but like not to the extent where it's dire. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. So anyway, so they start like battling, but, if they hit the fire, it hurts her. Finn doesn't want to hurt her, but they got to save stuff. She's throwing stuff around. There's one really interesting spraying fire, doing all stuff. One interesting thing I saw that I started to notice was happens throughout the episode is that she, she, she like throws these fireballs, which is fun. And like kind of something we know from video games and cartoons and the fireballs like bounce off the ground and like bounce into <laughs> other things, which that happens in a video game. I've played um, Mario, Mario. Oh, there you go. That, okay. So it's kind of like, it hit me. I was like, okay, fireballs bouncing just makes sense to me. <laughs> but then I started to think, like, it actually doesn't make sense because why would that happen? Why wouldn't they just hit the ground and that would be where the fire is? Why would they bounce? And I was like, okay, there's some sort of cultural knowledge at work here. I mean, this was a Rebecca Sugar episode and she's very locked into, like, millennial video game culture. Yeah, so. it, that, that just hit me. It was very fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, they, they keep going. They enrage her. She gets really big and is like going to just go scorched earth on the entire area. Um, and then she doesn't. And then Finn starts crying. Um, and, and sort of accidentally cries on the fire, which but, gets Flame Princess's yeah. attention. And he's crying because he's like, why can't I just like a girl? Because he, <laughs> he's like, he, he was barking up the wrong tree with uh, Princess Bubblegum. Then he's by him self and he's now he's trying with this age appropriate girl who was at his house and I don't know and it's just he's like okay shit this isn't gonna go right but then she's just crying and then as it hits that she goes down and real and starts to feel for him and is like oh you're a water elemental you create water he's like crying I wasn't I, I don't do she's no you that's your superpower you, like, cr- you cry all the time you're always crying yeah <laughs> and it's like no, and she's totally not understanding <laughs> what's going on, which is like a little weird. But then, and Finn's like, "I want to be with you." She's like, "You would defy nature for me," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." And they like they hug, and it burns him, and it hurt to watch because like, he's hugging a flame. Um, it's like, how's this gonna work? I don't know. And she's like, "Okay, bye, Finn," and leaves. And then Jake comes up. And he's like, hey, everyone's dead, man. Everyone's, everyone died. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's like, really? He's like, nah, I saved them all. <laughs> Just classic Jake. This is a little bit too much resolution for most Adventure Time episodes. Like, they should have, usually they would just leave the destruction, but they were probably aware in some level that they were depicting a genocide slash massacre. So they had yeah. to, like, no, 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 no. She didn't do go that far. Um, he's like, but anyway, I was, what's up with Flame Princess? Like, did the hug, had the hug feel, which I'm like, yeah, Jake's just always a good buddy. <laughs> Stoked for his friend. Um, and it ends, right? Yeah, they kind of leave off with uh there's there's not really a, a connection with Flame Princess and Finn, and I forget how long it takes to actually build that up, but the seed has been planted. Was it time to play? Yeah. Did you see the snail? Well, Nick, did you see the snail? No. And I looked for it actively this time. Other episodes, the last like bunch, man, I've not, 
I forget about the snail until we're right here. <laughs> um, this time I went into the episode, I was like, nah, I'm not going to take as many notes. I'm going to only write down a few fun things, which we talked about, and I'm going to find this goddamn snail. And I was like establishing shots on new settings. Where is it? Where is it? There was like a couple like places where I thought it would be and uh, yeah. Couldn't see it. Did you, Eric, did you see the snail? Nope. No. That ends a streak for me. But yeah, didn't get it. There were a lot of things happening in this episode. Yeah. Like this did not seem like <clears throat> did not seem like it was an easy episode to animate. Um I do know that fire is like a huge pain in the ass for animators. Uh, and there was a lot of a crazy lot fire of effects. Crazy fire. And <clears throat> there there are places I saw the snail could be like when they go into the uh the bottom room where Nectar is, there's just like so much shit in the same color palette, just strewn. Yeah. And detail. I was like, oh, I could be in anywhere in there. <sighs> All right. Well, fuck us. Fuck us. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're enjoying the app and you've made it this far, first off, thank you. I love you. Uh, appreciate your patience. Uh, with our nonsense. If you have been enjoying the podcast, please rate us on whatever you're listening to, whatever app or service or whatever that is. There's probably a way to rate the podcast. If you do that, that helps us. We're on Instagram also if you're new. We're on Twitter um, at Adventure Guys Podcast on Instagram, Adventure Guys NY on Twitter. Um, if you really want to support us, tell a friend about the show. Listen to it, post it in a Adventure Time form, whatever the fuck. And then if you really like us, go to anchor.fm slash adventure guys podcast where you can give us a dollar a month, two dollars, three, four, five, whatever you want. I think uh actually I think there's tears, but whatever. You can pay us and it helps us. Um we've got the great I want to shout out Dan Marvin. Uh he's on Instagram at Dan Marvin Design. He's been doing all the episode art for us. Thank you, Dan. Go hire him for stuff. Um uh, and then if you really, 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 really like us, go check out Eric's Patreon he was talking about before. Yeah, that exists. Yeah. And there's more music there. Um, you know, we could do a little uh, quid pro quo if people want to give us some money. Maybe we could put some ads up. Oh, definitely open to that, which we've, we should just say. Like, yeah. There, so if you're listening to this in the year of our Lord, 2022... <laughs> whatever uh like in real time um there's probably not going to be an ad right now because we don't have any uh anchor turned them off yeah but we could put an ad like hard-coded into the episode of your thing that you want to advertise yeah you got an etsy store you got a band a record um a brand influencer account i don't know you make good apple pies <laughs> that would be fun because it would tie in. If you have idea, if you and if also yeah. So like if you made the apple pies and you were like, hey, it'd be cool. You can do a whole tree trunks thing because Nick uh, loves her and everything. Like that, that could be fun. <laughs> Open ideas, but not necessarily going to take them. I don't know. Um, let's do miscellaneous mania. So we so we posted in real time, right, about my turnstile fit. Oh yeah. Um, and Mara texted me, and she's like, "I'm going to turnstile too." <laughs> Friend of the pod. Uh, Did you not know that? I thought she might. 
but I didn't. We hadn't, hadn't talked about it. <clears throat> How about that? The world expands. Um, okay, we you've you've dropped some great miscellaneous mania along the way, Eric. Um, did you have anything else from your findings? Uh, let's see. Are you trying? Uh, to- I guess there's a reference to the game Xenogears. When Jake says, I feel like I could touch the heavens and sock angels. <laughs> um, I mean, video game references. Just more of those. It, this is this was uh, written and storyboarded by Cole Sanchez and Rebecca Sugar. As previously referenced. So they're saying they, they consider it's an April Fool's Day episode, which I don't fucking get at all. Um this was the fourth most watched episode of the whole series. Wow. In the whole run. Interesting. Season four premiere. That makes sense. Yeah. Kind of at peak of popularity. Yeah. It's been building. It's a whole thing. Good classic app. Lots of fun. Jakey stretchiness. Putting out fires with his butt. Um, oh, you know what? Perfect. Yes, this is this is great for our three eleven, our belated three eleven day because this episode was originally leaked and uploaded to YouTube on March eleventh, no, twenty twelve. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's too fucking perfect. <laughs> nope, I don't even believe it. Yeah, it's on the wiki, dude. How do these things keep happening? I keep we keep coming full circle like this. <laughs> this one's really because now we're gonna use the the theme. It's really gonna come together. Yep. Oh man. I'm going to actually have to listen to this one. This is, yeah, this was the perfect <laughs> 311 episode. Great. Yeah, it was taken down the next day because of a copyright claim. Um, but, yeah, one day on YouTube was enough for, like, lots of illegal copies to propagate all over the internet. So, yeah, so this this leaked, like, a full month before it was supposed to air. Fuck. How'd that even happen? I have no idea. Who's leaking Adventure Time episode? Who on the staff yeah. is doing that? Yeah. How, that really got into somebody's hands who shouldn't have had it. Oh, it must have been a real 311 fan. <laughs> That's how they were celebrating. They just got so fucking stoned. They're like, yeah, it's 311 day. Let's upload this we gotta episode. Do it. We got to do it for everyone else, for all the heads. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find anything else good. All honestly. Right. Yeah, that's that's a pretty great piece of miscellaneous right there. Um, all right, so let's pick something to watch for next week. Yes. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Let's go! It's the episode. Generator. How do you say that? How do you say that? Motorai to Salatamus. <laughs> I don't know. It's season three, episode two. Let's do it. Okay, it's another Rebecca Sugar episode. More, more, what? Moratory te salutamus. Salutamus? I would Google a translation, but I think that should be talked about next week. Yeah. <clears throat> um, This is a fun app. Welcome to season three. Uh, it's a new life. We're all living it. Uh <laughs> Welcome to Brooklyn, Eric. Full Brooklyn. Talking to everyone next week. Bye. Peace out, y'all.